0: This is the Edgematch Podcast Network, bringing you amazing educators sharing their love of learning, one show at a time. The Edgematch Podcast Network is proud to support this show and many others. Find out more at edgematchpn.com. The ideas and opinions expressed in this podcast are solely of the individual podcaster. Welcome to the Undercaffeinated Podcast, a weekly podcast for educators who don't have time to listen to a podcast, kind of like us. Each week, we'll cover a different topic in education in just about five to ten minutes. Our goal is to share bite sized chunks of professional development so you can join us, whether you're driving your kids around, preparing dinner, making copies during prep, or really doing just about anything. This is PD for real teachers who are real tired, coming to you from Nevada, Colorado, and Florida.
1: Welcome to Undercaffeinated. Forgive my voice. Um, so, because of my voice like this, I've spent a good part of today listening to podcasts um, instead of talking. And, uh, one of the podcasts I happened to listen to was on education and, uh, Monica Burns happened to be their guest and she was talking a lot about, uh, Adobe spark. And it kind of reminded me about how much I like Adobe spark. Um, and she even mentioned that she had a book for it, 40 ways to inject creativity into your classroom with Adobe spark. And I, I was like, Hey, uh, this would be a great topic for a podcast. (laughs) So, um, you know, I started talking to Ashley and Joelle about it and, you know, we, we, we all are familiar with it to varying degrees. And so, um, you know, I told them about the book and I guess we just kind of wanted to share what are we doing with it? So Joelle, I think has the most experience using it with students. So what did
0: you do? <laughs> so I have not used it in probably about a year and a half, but I, I used it quite a bit um, with my previous class where it was, you know, one-to-one bring your own device. And it is such a fantastic and easy way for children to synthesize information and to really showcase what they know in an engaging and creative way. So I've used it for book reviews. I've used it um, for science experiments where the kids could use webcam- their, like, their webcam and like screenshot their plants or whatever the experiment is, screenshot their science notebook, and then incorporate it into the video component of it. So we would always make videos, but it also allowed students to do voice narration mm-hmm. So not only would I capture, like, the visual creativity, but then you'd get their voice explaining what they understood. And it was just such a home run. I, uh, it's, I, really easy to use, very intuitive, um, and, you know, the applications are limitless.
2: Anything that uses student voice, I mean, anything that we can do to amplify that is huge. So that's a really great component to it as well. Yeah.
0: And I think it's really interesting how, if you could pose the question in class, say, okay, boys and girls, what did you learn about, I don't know, photosynthesis? And how many, just picture that right now. Like picture yourself standing in front of class and saying, okay, boys and girls, what have we learned about photosynthesis? How many hands really go up? <laughs> but if you, you know, and realistically, I mean, certainly, you know, you could do a Kagan structure and, you know, increase okay. that engagement. <clears throat> but let's say you, whether you do or you don't. You know, is do you get every single right. hand, you know, maybe yes, probably no, but you, you give, you post the same question, you push it out onto a Chromebook or, you know, a device of some kind. Now all of a sudden you're tapping into it. Every single person knows. Right. And, you know, you're really getting to, you know, your introverted kids, you're really getting to, you know, the kids that are shy, and maybe even your English language learners who aren't going to share in front of the whole class, but they'll share in a corner with a camera and they'll tell you what they know. And when they do that, it'll usually be pretty remarkable. Well, and I think, I think one of the best pieces for that is
1: not only do you are you able to see like, what are, what do they understand? So like, what do I need to review? But like, what are some of those misconceptions? Right. If, if, if you're able, if they're able to create a video, as opposed to just saying, I understand like the generalization, then you're, you're able to really dive just so much deeper um, for the kiddos
2: Well, and also just thinking about it, it kind of, um, you know, we talked about leveled learning targets a few weeks ago. This could be something, a task that's available for all academic levels, Mm -hmm. but it can really be differentiated for, you know, your ELL students could have a slightly different task. um, And you, you can really target your advanced level kiddos to really enrich them. with, you know, you, you can, you, there's just so many things that you could do, um, to kind of just differentiate that, that assignment and that task. So, um, it just seems like there's a lot of, a lot of possibilities with a product that is, is it free?
1: It's free. It's a free for educators.
2: Okay. So Um, we like free resources.
0: Yeah, we we're into free. We like free. (laughs)
2: I don't I don't
0: like no free. I think no. I, I don't, don't like, like free. to free. spend okay. my money Aaron likes to pay <laughs> the rest of us are like free but even like when you think about the samer model too like it's such a great way you go right to M mm-hmm. easily to modify the task um, you know if not redefining dep- depending upon you know how you do it versus a worksheet like you you could present it the same exact way you know even with doesn't matter how cute the font is and you know, how you design the worksheet, it's a worksheet, yeah. you know, there's, there's nothing glamorous about a worksheet. <laughs> it's, it's true.
1: Maybe if you put flashing lights, it would be glamorous, but still just a worksheet. Yeah.
0: But still, it's just, it's just a worksheet.
2: <laughs> Very good. And then earlier we we were kind of off off our podcast, we were talking about different apps and Aaron, I I actually genuinely want to go back to that conversation because you were saying that there's different apps for different things. Yeah. So,
1: so essentially, right. What it is, is, you know, how Google, um, within your drive, you can create something with in Google. I think I'm going to keep this voice. It feels like my, like (laughs) the scratchy, sexy singer, you know, but um, I don't think that's what it sounds like. That's what it feels like. Um, so in Google drive, you can create a slide, um, presentation, you can create a sheet, you can create a doc and it's all right there in your, in, in your drive. Right. So, but if you go to your iOS or your, your Android phone or tablet or, you know, iPad or whatever, it, it you need a different app for each one because apps just aren't as robust, you know,
2: that makes so, sense.
1: So it's the same concept with Adobe Spark. Is you go to the website and you can access like all of these things. You, Adobe Spark, you can do a video, you can do a graphic, you can do like a web page type thing. Um, but if you do it on the iOS or your device, um, I say iOS because all three of us are, are Apple iPhone users. Um, you you have like a do- like Spark spark video and spark post and spark page excuse me and um so one is the video which is what i think joelle and i are probably the most well versed in i do the video our um our weekly um intro videos are i make on an adobe video and then the post is um just the graphic and then the page is like the website, so you can do it all on your phone, on your device. So if you happen to have um, like one to one or iPads or anything like that, your kids on those devices as well. Again, still free. Nice. that's amazing. So I, yeah, and I've
2: it's, used Spark Post before, but when you were explaining the different apps, I guess I I really liked your Google analogy there because that helped me to understand it. Thanks. <laughs> Aaron's my go-to for everything these days, I think.
0: <laughs> I know.
2: <laughs> Absolutely. Mm.
1: Now <clears throat> I need to get one of those signs that say, Do I look like Google? <laughs>
2: hey, you know what? Way my gosh, we have day, to get you that. Back in the day, what was our phrase, Joelle?
0: <laughs> we could Google it or we could Aaron it. I mean, we do that all I the think time. That's still- Just ask Aaron. <laughs> And she's just she's so grateful. Oh my gosh, no, it. no, because she never once says go to Google. Like I'm busy, like ever.
2: She's like, oh, let me find that. Yeah. out I'll find uh, it. Then she'll send us a list of of list sure. of urgent care. <laughs> right? <laughs> so All right, well, so
1: a little off topic.
2: <laughs> that's how, how that's what friends are for. That's right. We want to know how you use Adobe Spark in the classroom or anything similar. So if you have anything to share, please share with us on social media. And we just want to thank you all for joining us. If you like what you heard today and you want to leave a review on Apple Podcasts, we would appreciate it. And that would also help other educators be able to find us too. Um, You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Under Caffeinated, and we would love to hear from you. So thanks, everyone. Thanks. Thank you.